Hello, gang. It's Chapo. Monday, July 11th. And before we start the show today, I've got a big announcement to make. That's right. It's our fall tour. This is going to be a big one. We're playing some big venues, and we are hoping to include some musical acts and special guests, including um, if you're a fan of a certain uh, Greek uh, YouTube uh, if you're a fan of a certain Greek uh, comedian known for his delightful crowd work, well, then you can look forward to him at our New York and Miami shows. That's right. Gallagher. <laughs> We're going to have some musical acts yet to be announced, but here's the important thing. Tickets will go on we got John uh, Hinckley. He's playing. That's right. No, <laughs> do not hold us to that. But, you know, hey, we're in talks. <laughs> Our people are talking to his people. And by that, I mean the Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Here's the important details you must know. Saturday, October 1st, we will be in Chicago, Illinois at the Vic Theater. Saturday, October 8th, we will be in Los Angeles, California at the theater at the Ace Hotel. Saturday, October 15th, we will be back in New York City at the Town Hall Theater. And then closing it out on Saturday, October 29th, we will be in Fort Lauderdale at Revolution. Uh, so it's the tour the tour of nothing but Saturdays. It's all Saturdays in October are covered by our massive and incredible new tour. Here is important information for you to know. Tickets will go on pre-sale to Patreon subscribers on Thursday. And links to ticket sites along with pre-sale code will be posted there at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Thursday. Ticket sales to the general public will begin on Monday, July 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that is our big announcement uh, to kick off this Monday show. And fellas, I got to say, look, I I've been away since Friday. I've been away all weekend. I know you guys are on a, a little retreat together, but... All I will say about this fall tour and, and and this upcoming episode for Monday is I feel confident knowing that we will do our best work and we will continue to thrive just so long as that we can still can live under the leadership and guidance of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. As long as he is still around to guide us with his honorable oh. wisdom and leadership, uh, I feel that this tour will be a success and I feel this Monday's episode will continue to be uh, great. So let's what do you say? Yeah. Let's start the show. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Let's, just so you guys, just so you guys know, we are recording this. Um, we're actually recording this uh, on July first. If you're hearing this, because we're actually we're taking a sailboat to Japan to get a personal blessing from former PM Shinzo Abe, our mentor, the guy who guided us in media, so he can bless this tour, and it, it, we can it can be just as successful as our southern tour. And guys, you know, I got some bad it, news. What? Uh, Shinzo Abe has been compromised to a permanent end. Wait, what? By a science well, what? volcano. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Uh, so some dude went to uh, he went to a gas station parking lot and he bought one of those fireworks pack packages called like you know grounds for divorce or uh, you know uh, uh, eternal purple lotus bloom and he just uh, aimed it at uh, Shinzo Abe and blew his ass apart. It actually happened. Shinzo Abe was killed by a Diet 7 up can that someone smoked weed out of. <laughs> they dropped a Mento into a two liter bottle of Diet Pepsi and it shot hit him in the back. That is such a if you're like if you're like a guy who wants the Japanese Empire back, that's such a bad way to die. Yeah. Getting killed by like a shaken up tab bottle. <laughs> that yeah, a, an unbelievable own of someone who indeed was trying to resurrect like one of the imperial dreams of the 20th century, just murked yeah. by this dude. 
You got killed by a, a prop gun used for a community theater production of The Outsiders. <laughs> you got killed by one of the things they claim they uh, pulled off the streets by was uh, was pulled off the streets by the Toronto Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but I respect it more than anything, though. Like he made that shit. It's like the ingenuity that went into that is genuinely amazing, and it worked. It's so Japanese. The fact that he made it. The fact that when they asked him about it, it's not like, oh, I'm the second coming of Christ and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I didn't do it. And I was brainwashed. It's like, no, I just, I didn't like the job he was doing. And I didn't like one of his associations. And the most Japanese, can you picture a Japanese guy running after killing somebody? No. Yeah. <laughs> can you picture a Japanese guy like jumping over fences and like hiding under an empty kiddie pool and shit? No, it's embarrassing. They're just like, okay, I'm done. Come and get me. Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, the the story now is that his the guy's mom, uh, the guy's mom had been a member of the Unification Church, uh, which is a South Korean uh, uh, far right cult, the Moonies, uh, and and one of the like key cultural arms of like Asian gladio in the post war world, and he, this guy's mo- and Abe is associated with it because they have the sh- the same uh, political goals. Uh, and he's endorsed it. Donald Trump has endorsed it. They both sent videos to Mooney conferences in South Korea. Uh, and this guy's mom gave all her money to the Moonies and uh, he got pissed. So he he whipped up this fucking in the line of fire ass gun uh, <laughs> and just stepped to him. And, you know, I, I got to say, uh, people are talking about, like, what's the deep state angle here? And I'm like, this kind of feels to me like when that Q guy killed the fucking Gambino boss. Yep. Yeah. It's like some guys are out there and they just, they're wired to be like, have the weird uh, ambient paranoid violence. That's like permeating everything, but also have their shit together enough to make a fucking gun that could kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's when it, when just a, a guy who wasn't brainwashed and wasn't MK ultra and none of that does that. It's kind of like, you know, when a guy with no formal music training hears a song and can play it on piano, you just yeah. got to give it up for the prodigies. Uh, I got to give it. I mean, like, uh, like you said, like he said, uh, I didn't have any like particular uh, political disagreement with um, uh, Shinzo Abe, but he did say the most the most Japanese reason reason for killing a former head of state is I was very dissatisfied with him. Do you think that means something different over it? Do you think that's like how in Canada, if you call somebody a goof, it's like threatening to rape their family to death? <laughs> you know, because it's like, we don't really know. Yeah, you yeah. can't so- call a Canadian a goof. Yeah, someone told me that, like calling someone a goof in Canada is like, you're, you're, they'll like extinguish your bloodline. Yeah, it's like the most provocative curse. That's really, that's cool yeah. to know that you can go out there and just drop a hammer on them if we ever do go to Canada. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, look, we've, uh, you know, we've discussed, uh, you know, uh, real assassinations, assassination attempts, and obviously all the mass shootings that happen in this country, you know, that people are carrying out with, you know, high capacity assault rifles that you can pretty much just, you know, uh, purchase at like, you know, uh, roadside sort of like, uh, you know, like how they used to sell jewelry on the side of roads. Pretty much in America, you can just buy an assault rifle there. And it seems mostly they're just shooting up parades and schools and shit like that. Whereas in Japan, like to get a gun, is yeah. like harder than getting a mortgage, you know, like and like, but yet they've got certain geniuses out there that are getting it done, getting it done, dropping former right wing political leaders who are like literally trying to restart Unit Seven Thirty One. Yeah, and, and you they're know just what? Getting, they're getting <laughs> like this. Really, is a rebuke to the people who are, who um, like fetishize American firearms. It's like you know the font of freedom. 
and also bemoan how we have all these mass shootings, but nobody ever shoots politicians. It's because guns are so easy to get. So like your ambient asshole can just decide to end it all in like a a, a blaze of glory in their mind. You don't have that option in Japan. So those goofs. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Don't do anything. They stay in their mom's basement. They spiral into hickey-moridom. But uh, so only the really committed can do it. And if you're really committed, you're not going to shoot someone randomly. You're going to pick a target. And that means you're yeah. going to pick somebody who is consequential, a consequence that is like equal to the act of having to build that gun and use it. So it's got to be a political figure. If you want presidential yeah. assassinations again, you need gun control. No one in America wants it bad enough. It's like the baseball analogy. Exactly. Would you would you rather get, have the guy who runs like, you know, he runs like the, the 40 meter or 40 yard dash, like half a second uh, slower than the other guy. But the guy who's faster has good form. The guy who's half a second slower has terrible form. You want the guy with terrible form because the sheer talent is there. Yeah. You just have to train him because he, he, you know, he, he, you know, he wants it more. Japan's the same way. No one in America wants it bad enough because, yeah, you can just you can get a gun in a vending machine. You yeah. can make a ghost gun by going into an abandoned radio shack. A cop will just give you one <laughs> if you ask. Um, you can take them out of that. You can just take one from a cop. They won't complain. They can just get another. Uh, and when you snap, <laughs> you when just take it out of their holster. They're like, that's Don't why worry it's about there. It. I'm on the that's way back to the station. I'll pick one up there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they don't have enough, but like, you know, that engenders an environment where winning is not prioritized. People don't want it bad enough. And then when it does become game time, you know, like maybe it is finally the day. It's the day where it's happened. You know, maybe your neighbor's dog is finally telling you to kill people. Maybe your <laughs> wife left you. Maybe, you know, whatever. What do you do? You take your high-powered rifle and you kill three Orange Julius employees, the last ones in the state of Ohio. <laughs> what do you do in Japan when it's game time? You build a gun out of like d- duct tape and a flashlight and yep. you kill your equivalent of George W. Bush. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you I think uh, is it, I have to say, like killing a former like PM or president, hilarious. The only guy. The only thing I think would be funnier is if someone killed like Francois Hollande. Like now. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Hollande. That would be so funny. Oh man. I can understand I mean, if you were like uh if you were a socialist and you were mad that he killed your political party. Like if you you know, you were like, Hey, I I thought we were gonna do something with this uh whole socialist party thing, and it's like, yeah, no, he just annihilated it. Yeah. Time um, for like, him to know, die. Also though, like <laughs> Uh, U.S. mass shooters or whatever, like they always find like oh, like some huge stockpile of weapons that, like you said, they bought out of a vending machine. Did you see this guy? This guy had another shoddy ready to go that had like eighteen barrels. It was like some <laughs> shit out of like the Fallout game. It was like it was like a level one weapon that you craft in a video game, and it was shoot like yeah, like shot a fucking spray of ball bearings with like a thirty yard radius. Dude, the guy is, he wanted it. Um, he wanted it, and I gotta say. Look, I mean, like, you know, uh, sending out condolences to Shinzo Abe and his family, but the guy I'm really feeling bad for today is, of course, our own former president, Donald Trump. I mean, him and Abe had some great times together. I mean, like, I think he, I think, honestly, Abe was the world leader that, like, uh, that Trump most liked. And that he uh, they seemed to vibe, too. yeah. Yeah. They had, they had a real Even vibe. Even though, apparently, uh, Mrs. Abe hated the Trumps like poison and would not be near them, uh, they probably didn't notice at all. 
But uh, Shinzo <laughs> vibed with Donald Hart. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Shinzo's wife was like, "Oh, I will not be around you and Trump." And he was just like, "Oh no, won't have the won't yeah, have the old oh, no, and Shane around. Broad hanging around, bringing the mood <laughs> down. Yo, boys night, boys night out. We're feeding koi fish." <laughs> okay, the koi fish video is the one I'm thinking about. Okay, like, I wanted to defend Trump some- in this one. People yeah, think Trump all, just dumped all that. the food, dumped all the fish food into the pond unprompted. No, Abe did that first. Abe and did Trump it was first. Like, okay, yeah, Abe did it first. People forget that. That's deceptive editing. That's actually an example of the fake news kind of stitching up Trump uh, by manipulating things. He did not yeah, dump kinda, in the yeah. fish food first. Kind of makes you think that January sixth maybe wasn't that bad. I mean, it makes you wonder about some of those ballots. How many mules are we talking about? Yeah, 2,000, yeah. maybe? <laughs> makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if the data packets actually did go to China. Mm-hmm. 2,000 coin fish. Uh, at a Frankfurt uh, server farm? That's my yeah. favorite single thing. That is the, the, when, when, when I first saw that promulgated, I, would, I just sat back and like would imagine it in my mind. This idea these people have of like white hat, deep state, like Trump uh, special operators having a shootout with like CIA uh, uh, mercs in a server farm in Germany. Yeah, they said that Gina Haspel died in a shootout. <laughs> that was awesome. It's, like, it's so awesome John, that they, they like you. you that was like the plot of the last like three Splinter Cell games. You people have been lobotomized by movies. You cannot imagine the world as it is. You have to live in a fucking uh, Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love that. No, both uh, uh, Trump and Abe were both trying to kill those those koi fish because there are data packets in those koi fish. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, there are data packets. Yeah. They, they had, you have to overfeed them. Everyone knows that. If you give fish too much food, they die. And but you know, unfortunately, they didn't kill enough of them. They didn't kill enough of them to save either of the, either Trump's presidency or Shinzo's life. So R.I.P. Bozo. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> back watch. No, uh, no, all right, all right. I mean, okay. And you look, can't make fun of fun. it. It's bad to make fun of it. It's it's you're losing your humanity when you make fun of it because you know uh, we are all mortal. Blah blah blah. Sure, sure. I, lo- I love. I love it ge- when people. I love it when people do that. I love it when people do that. Like a man just died. Think of his family. Shit. And then you scroll down like three tweets, and it's like, what you know? Why Hitler was nicer than people thought. Okay, so you know, you know why Reinhard Heydrich was a cool boss. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, the Holocaust I'm glad you brought that was up fun. because <laughs> Reinhard okay, Heydrich, you know Reinhard Heydrich, the man knew how to delegate. Reinhard Heydrich um, was giving oomph. <laughs> <laughs> Reinhard Heydrich okay, well, okay. was was, give, was giving was giving the girl you don't notice in tenth uh, grade, and she goes to fat camp. And then she's giving oomph vibes. That's what their tweets say. Not me. I didn't say that. Okay, well, Reinhard Heydrich is low-key oomphy. If, if we're talking about, at least it relates to Shinzo Abe, and please, a man just died. Think of his family and his oomphies. Um, Shinzo Abe's father was like, and, and the creator of the political party he's a member of, was personally in charge of like enslaving a million Chinese people during World that War II. That was his grandpa. Excuse me. That was grandfather. Yeah, it was okay. his grandfather. So his grandfather was a, a class A war criminal who had colonial he who was a colonial administrator in Manchuria. He is basically like Hans Frank, who was like the Nazi uh, civilian head of the Polish government after the invasion, right? Like he's that's the equivalent. And Frank got executed. 
his his dad got like became one of the founders of the post war liberal democratic party which was literally created by the united states uh government by cia like using the government's own stolen gold to uh and, and the yakuza to like just pay to create this political party that just became the only uh power like they're the they were the uh governing power for the entire post-war period and then his the funny thing is so his his dad was like a young guy he was like a a, a late teens early 20s during the war and he actually signed up to be a um a kamikaze pilot and he was like doing the training for a kamikaze mission when the war ended and that prevented oh. him from doing it okay so yeah, that's like these guys are like yeah like this is like a real committed family to the to the concept I mean, <laughs> imagine training to be Empire. a kamikaze pilot and then the and then the war ends i still think you got to go through with it you got to do it absolutely like what's good okay I, if, you, if you if the war ends and you fly into a u.s battleship and like kill yourself what's gonna happen oh you're gonna get court-martialed who gives a shit do you want to do it or not <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no, I, they'll get mad at me if i do this yeah okay so is that guy is it, that guy's gonna be like no i want to have a relationship with my son shinzo abe no one thinks he's like that. <laughs> no one believes that you like what well, this proves is that his dad was a halfway crook fuck that guy yeah. yep yeah. he didn't really want to be a kamikaze pilot scared yeah. to death or scared to look yeah if he wanted to he would have said fuck it uh, my grandfather's uh, uh, one of the naval ships he served on was uh, sunk by a kamikaze pilot in the Pacific. Oh man! So real you know, shit. Uh, that was yeah, real shit. Um, not not Shinzo Abe's father though. He was a fucking a fucking shook. Pussy. Yeah, pussy. That was a pussy uh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. no, I just uh, um, I want to bring up though the uh, the the connection to the Moonies is, is fascinating to me because like apparently yeah this guy's mom gave away all her money and and Shinzo Abe personally and his party were very involved in the Moonies. But the thing is, there are so many American politicians that are in with the Moonies too. I mean, yep. one of my one of my favorite videos of all time is George H. W. Bush, Poppy himself, calling in to the um, anniversary of the Washington Times, and he like he yes. gives like and it's like a and 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 it is like and then and then the Reverend Moon has a video message as well, and it's like a it's a grand ballroom in D.C. filled with many of the luminaries of the Republican Party. And George H.W. Bush calls in. He's like, you know, he's doing a little stick about himself. And he's like, I, I like the Washington Times, you know, no bias. Um, you know, wouldn't be prudent. Normally, when I think of the Washington Beltway press corps, I think of, well, not going to say it, wouldn't be prudent. But when I think of the Washington Times, I think of a publication that has brought much needed balance to the way Washington is covered these days. Doing things like that. And then... um. The Reverend Moon has a, a addresses the ballroom, and he starts talking about um, how free sex must be banned. Absolute sex is centered on God, and free sex is centered on Satan. Historical, historically, world literature and uh, media have often stimulated free sex, but from now on, you literary figures and journalists should lead the way to prevent free sex. Free sex should completely disappear. And once we can control free sex, he goes, none can oppose me. Therefore, everyone is one world that has uh, opposed the liberal moon. Therefore, now nobody can oppose me. 
up with me. And like it's just this ballroom of like DC conservatives looking nervous, sort of like nervously side eyeing each other. And I looked this up. This is a New York Times article from 2004. A crowning at the Capitol creates a stir. As a shining symbol of democracy, the United States Capitol is not an ordinarily a place where coronations occur. So news that the Reverend Sum Young Moon, the eccentric and exceedingly wealthy Korean-born businessman, donned a crown in a Senate office building and declared himself the Messiah while members of Congress watched is causing a bit of a stir. One congressman, Representative Danny K. Davis, Democrat of Illinois, wore white gloves and Former Black Panther. <laughs> really? Danny Davis, not from my neighborhood, neighborhood like next to mine. Danny K. Davis, former Black Panther, who sold it out, sold out like everything he used to believe in to be like, um, actually, I, I agree with everything that the Democratic Leadership Council says. Just, just I, I love Danny Davis. So a notable, horrible Illinois politician. Wore white gloves and carried a pillow holding one of two ornate gold crowns that were placed on the heads of Mr. Moon and his wife, Dr. Hak Jahan Moon, at the ceremony, which took place March 23rd, and capped a reception billed as a peace awards banquet. Mr. Davis says he held his the wife's crown and was a bit surprised by Mr. Moon's Messiah remarks, which were delivered in Korean, but accompanied by a written translation. In them, he said emperors, kings, and presidents had declared to all heaven and earth that Reverend Sum Young Moon is none other than humanity's savior, messiah, returning lord, and true parent. Okay, that's kind kind of a serve. I mean, it's true. I mean, well, you know, from America to Japan, you know, the Moonies, they roll deep, but... One one true Ronin was able to stand up to him. <laughs> it's true, but like it's like not the connection goes beyond just like him schmoozing with all these politicians. Like the the Mooney network in Asia is like part of a, a general intelligence apparatus around containing communism. There, you know, uh, it has uh, it exhibits soft power in the form of its ownership of media. Uh, it uh, the, the Reverend Moon in the fifth or in the eighties, he got he 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 spent like I think they broke the record for budget uh, on this movie about the Inchon invasion and the Korean War that had this all star cast. I think Gregory Peck was in it, and it was this huge boondoggle and a, a, an infamously terrible film. But yeah, like that was all part of a propaganda campaign around supporting you know the American and Japanese uh, capital there in in Asia. So there, it's it, it's uh, it's you could really consider this blowback. Absolutely, and you know, like I, I I've seen I've seen like a certain commentary on the kind of like a the nationalist right, who of course love Abe and you know what he what he represents. Uh, but the thing is, like you know, like they're they're comparing him to uh, you know Mishima, and they're saying like you know that this was a glorious death and martyrdom. Yeah, which you know. Is is sort of confounded by the fact that he didn't want to die or know he was going to die. Yeah, that's that's kind of ruins it. You have to be <laughs> like, you have to be doing it on purpose. Like Mishima did it on purpose. Like you know, like he he gutted himself <laughs> in that building and then had his head cut off. Yeah, and it's like he didn't really think that he was going to successfully overthrow the fucking government. He knew it was going to fuck up. He was prepared. It was all a, a ritual to get to that point of of. Uh, he was not like, hey, I'm going to give this speech in front of these yokels and then I'm going to, you know, have dinner and then uh, get my, t- my, you know, crank pulled and go to bed. Uh, no. And then boom, blown up. That's not that's not the spirit of sacrifice that you're supposed to be in. Well, and, and then commit, you know, seppuku, which has got to be like, that's the most committed way to kill yourself. I mean, you got to, you because like uh, in the traditional way of doing it, 
um, you know, you like you 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 have a second to deliver the killing stroke, but you can only be granted the sweet release of having your head sliced off if you've made if you fully turned the blade across your stomach and and completely gutted okay, yourself. Okay, I've read some of the stuff that people have committed seppuku over, and I kind of think they. I kind of think they like overdid it. Commitment to the bit. Like uh there was a there was a guy uh who was like the shogun's uncle or some shit. And he he committed seppuku because the shogun had like bad manners. He committed seppuku so the shogun would like take his job more seriously. And in in that case, it's like, okay, you just wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, com- com- committing seppuku because you don't like the floral arrangements at the latest, uh, you know, uh, state banquet. That was it. It's like, yeah, you're just suicidal. You're just like picking something at random. But yeah, like I mean, to kill yourself in that way is God. I mean, th- yeah, that is that is really showing commitment. I mean, uh, like you know, got got to hand it to the Japanese. They really do elevate um, cruelty and violence to quite a high degree of art and aesthetic principle. Well, like I mean, if you make that one of the only acceptable forms of suicide, then you know. It worked. Look how low their suicide rates are compared to ours. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so uh, it's one of those things, you know, like uh, recording last week, you know, sometimes world events, you know, screw with the, the show schedule. But, you know, R.I.P. Bozo, R.I.P. Shinzo Abe. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Shinzo. He wanted to be, be just missed. like us. We will miss him. And it's going to be very difficult to continue doing the show and our fall tour, um, but without his guidance. But I think he will be watching over all of us. And continuing to provide, you know, um, like I said, spiritual, honorable leadership um, from beyond. But uh, his example uh, will guide us in the future. All right, so let's uh, let's return to to stateside. Let's return to you know what's going on in America these days. And I suppose uh, one thing we've talked about that um, on the show before that uh, has, a, I guess, an update to this story. I mean, guys, I don't know. This comes as a shock to me. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, like how you guys feel about this but it's i'm pretty stunned by the news that um elon musk won't be going through with buying twitter what no no way (laughs) mr too much mr too damn follow through has um not followed through and i and it just look and you know what i don't know if you guys noticed this or not but as soon as i saw the news that he was backing out of the deal I immediately noticed that all my posts were being shadow banned again after they after yeah. they weren't being shadow banned. It's amazing. Like this cold wind just blew across my f- fucking timeline. You notice how like the unthinkable keeps happening. Like Shinzo Abe was known in his life for not being shot to death. What happened? <laughs> that was his thing. Um, yes. Yeah. He was Mr. Too Damn not shot in the back. It had never happened to him before. Elon Musk, known for doing everything he'll say he'll do. All the time. The reason that we have self-driving cars and uh, have a manned mission Robot to Mars. Butlers. We have Mars colonies. We yeah. have uh, a, a fully. We have. Oh, let's not forget the tunnels. I mean, if there isn't like if you can't prove if you can't look, you cannot look at the tunnels and not see that this guy is a fucking fraud like that to me is the one is the tunnels. The distance between the promise of what he was like pushing and what he actually followed through with. It's like nothing he says means anything. Yeah. So, and, but the thing is, is that he's saying now he doesn't want to do it, but people are pointing out, well, he still, he said he would, and now they might sue him. And my God, what if they, what if he gets sued into like being forced to buy Twitter? 
Well, I don't think that like they necessarily want him to buy Twitter, but I do think I think they want to. They want like a nice severance. Yeah, they want they want to squeeze him, which is like kind like, of the board's he, duty. He's he's supposed to be on the hook for like a billion dollar fee for backing out, but I think they want to negotiate like from that as the as the basement and try to get like a better deal from him because it I mean, would be really weird to like force him to buy the company. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's okay, not it's not it's like yours. he just it's not like he just backed out of the deal. He backed out of the deal while spending like a month disparaging the core business of the thing he was trying to that buy. That was pretty wild. All its like executives, like yeah, no, like, there, it's it's. I mean, there's no reason that it, it has to be capped at just one billion dollars. Like, yeah, they there are a lot of, especially in Delaware, they're suing him in Delaware. They may end up executing him. I know everyone made fun <laughs> of that Charles Gasparino that when they're like, "Court has shooters." Okay, yeah. Yeah, Delaware. They'll send the faceless men of Bravos after you. (laughs) Yeah, if you get sued in Delaware for like ripping the tag off your mattress, you're going to ADX Florence. Yeah, (laughs) you can you cannot break laws against companies there. It's not going to happen. Everyone made fun of Charles Gasparino for saying Elon was going to go to prison, but now that I know it's in Delaware, he's at least going to prison. They They have a dungeon underneath the Chancery Court. The Chancery Court may send the gold cloaks to kill all his bastards and end his line forever. And I'm saying this is a legal expert. They're going to put him in the tower with the two two brothers. Yeah. The princes. Did you see? I think that Elon legitimately has been sourcing legal representation from people that reply to him because he made it. Yeah, he made it like I funny meme today where he's like, basically, oh, this is actually working out in my favor because they're going to have to go to court and admit that there are bots on their website, which yep. no one is like ever contested. That there are bots on Twitter. What happens? Yeah. What happens if Twitter admits there are bots on Twitter? They're like, oh, um, you, Elon Musk, who said that one of the reasons you wanted to buy Twitter was to clean up the bot problem. Uh, you're actually completely in the right. Because there are this thing that you acknowledged was a part of the business you wanted to buy. What does he think is going to happen? Yeah, he's basically like he's crowdfunding his like advice from Twitter because he's decided, oh, I have like the world's greatest uh, uh, like uh, algorithm at my app at my disposal. Like this is real time uh, uh, like uh, reality, like being reflected by all these people. But it's like, no, this is a very specific subsector of internet addicted goons uh the redditors of the world essentially and like what they're telling you is like it's not grounded in anything other than their fantasy lawyers they're they're driving him into a wall there is a reason if you see a lawyer on twitter there is a reason he's on twitter it's Mm -hmm. because they are a bad lawyer it's pretty it's one of the closest things to a universal rule you have on twitter is that the more your lawyer tweets the worse a lawyer he is however However, if your lawyer's on TikTok, like that guy who gets people off drunk driving charges. Oh, that guy's yeah, great. The, the, yeah, the, that, that's where all the good legal advice is, is on TikTok. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, like, but, but doesn't this, like, doesn't this whole socket, like, does it, like, you know, doesn't that sort of um, uh, prove that this whole thing was about liquidating a shitload of Tesla stock? Yeah. Doesn't I mean, I think doesn't that's it the seem most that likely. Way? That's the most likely thing was that he was trying to sell Tesla at its absolute peak without provoking a crash in a uh, share price. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most likely. Um, because like um, people and- say, like he did it on a whim. Like, oh, I wanted, I wanted to own, I wanted to get the Babylon B their account back or something like that. Like that could be what he thought he did it, but the real reason he had to do it is because yeah, that money had to go somewhere because it couldn't stay in that stock. 
because it's going to go down. It's going to go down. And then it started going yeah. down big time. And now it is just fucking, it's in like a controlled demolition right now. Yeah. So it is down. It's down about like, a, it's been down as much as like 30, 38, 39% off peak. I think yeah. it's down about like 20, like less than that now. It, it shot back up into the 700s, which is still fucking ridiculous. I'm insane. Fucking ridiculous for a company that's like uh, most people. Most people who haven't completely drinking the Kool-Aid think it is going to get eaten alive by, like, actual car manufacturers getting into EVs. Yeah, you know, but, companies that actually have factories and put out automobiles? Yeah, that have actual scale. production capacity? Yeah. Yeah. They're not putting them together uh, like fucking, uh, like, like, uh, like matchbook. Oh, fuck. What are they called? Uh, bo- uh, soapbox derby racers. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> Just slapping them together in the factory. And then they go out and they blow like, wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. So like, but, they literally blow up. Wait a second. But like, but like, but Han, you know, like companies like Honda or Ford or Chevrolet, if they start making electric cars, like, can they compete with a company, though, that will keep you inside the electric car when it's on fire, though? Because a lot of these yeah. companies have a very like sort of like old style of, you know, like they're, they're stuck in the 20th century where the idea is that you should be able to get out of a car if it's on fire. But like, can they compete with Tesla? Which has you well, know see, sort of revolutionized the, the electric that, car space. This is exactly why Tesla is going so insanely hard on the self-driving, even though it is so dangerous and has killed so many people and it's exposed them to so much uh, uh, potential liability and, and and legal fees and lawsuits. It's because they need to have a value proposition if that does happen. And it's okay, yeah, there's other uh, EVs out there, but we're the only ones that are self-driving. And then that in that thing, they're once again in the position they were before, where they're the dominating the market. And of course, that's a fantasy, and it's getting people killed. But it's the it's the value proposition of the stock right now. I want to point out. I want to point out that Elon Musk has said that Tesla share price should be zero if they can't figure out self driving. He said it. He was on camera. <laughs> he said, like, if this is not an automotive driving company, it goes to zero. If and this, I is, if this say- is if this is if this is a, uh, a, a electric vehicle uh, company, it goes to zero. Just I have to open. say, it seems like they're getting worse at self-driving every year. Worse. Killing more people <laughs> because more people <laughs> I, are using it. Yeah. Well, to your point about liability on the uh, self-driving part of it, like I think in a recent lawsuit, it came out that um, the, uh, the self-driving feature um, is designed to turn off about a second before impact. So yes. that when your car does like, you know, fucking slam into a concrete divider at 80 miles an hour, that like when they when they look at it, they'll just be like, oh, well, you were driving the car at the time of the accident. Yep. So you're, we're you not had liable. control of the vehicle. <laughs> you had control of the vehicle. <laughs> Good luck. That is, I don't think Volkswagen or fucking DM, uh, BMW or fucking Honda can compete with that kind of innovation. No matter how no matter how many factories or cars they're able to produce. I know the deck. I know the deck is stacked stacked against you if you like sue a company in America, but that does not seem like legally sound advice. I don't think he's ever gotten advice from a lawyer who wasn't on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. And I, I, obviously, it's terrifying how many of these cars just burst into flames. But what's kind of funnier because it's I guess less dangerous is the cars that just brick, where a car, <laughs> yeah, it will be yeah. driving and then the entire uh computer system will shut off so it will just come to a halt and not be able to be moved and not even be able to be moved like 
rolled because you can't put it into fucking neutral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a well, they, they did something amazing. They developed a car that runs on Windows 10. <laughs> um, but like uh, to, the, to this question about like uh, like what, what what was motivating his desire to buy Twitter. Uh, the the best the best answer to that that I got I don't know who tweeted it but it was like it made perfect sense to me was that like Elon was going to try to buy Twitter so that he could curate a kind of goodbye Lenin style alternate reality where like 2006 era internet just exists forever and he can do Chuck Norris memes and be where Bacon never stopped being le epic and yep. like he can just live in that cosseted reality of his, like him surrounded and his by people who want redditors. to believe every new bullshit yeah. thing he makes up. Like if everyone believes in him, then it doesn't matter that it, none of it ever happens because they just have to believe he'll figure it out eventually. You know what Twitter should do to punish Elon? It, you know, in addition to squeezing him for uh, for a few billion, they should ban every Dutch person from Twitter. That, that's <laughs> that's ninety nine percent of Elon Musk's supporters are. Dutch it's people. true. The Dutch love him. They're freaks. The Dutch are some of the worst people online. Just a a the, nation just of engineers. Yeah. Come on, who are we talking mm-hmm. about here? Yeah, Dutch just people. These terrifying Dutch people. nerds. If you ask a Dutch person to transcribe their dreams, it's in rage comics. That's like how their internal monologue is structured. <laughs> They're so far behind everyone. I know there are like worse people online, like there are Nazis and like pedophiles and stuff. But just as far as like quality of post, the Dutch are the fucking worst and they all support Elon. All of them. All these fucking bike riding sub mental villagers. Yes. Are did they did they see a tunnel and they lose their minds? Yeah. My my name is is Bjorn Haversploon, and uh, <laughs> I, I saw a fucking a, a, a tunnel the width of a single single automobile, and it's the most amazing fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't Elon know what is it is about those creating people. Creating the future. People they want to hate him for it. Yeah. That's it. if they get rid of Dutch people, there is no one is supporting him. No one but the bots. Yeah, ban the Dutch. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, here's another. Uh, moving on from uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, I guess uh, just back to the American politics. Um, another huge trove of uh, Hunter Biden videos leaked, and wouldn't you know it? It's all him doing drugs and getting his cock sucked at amazing <laughs> resorts. <laughs> the man <laughs> do you, have you ever known anyone who films himself that much? Not it's even, amazing, dude. Not even fucking girlfriends on vacations do it like that. My God, you know what? It, okay. you know what? It dawns on me. So, like, so ever since he he kind of like really fell off the beam, and that, which was like in the run up to uh, the twenty twenty election, really, uh, he has just been going from one super expensive rehab to another, right? And mm-hmm. every and now we're seeing the video that everyone he goes to, he just keeps doing drugs. He keeps drinking. <laughs> he keeps having sex. He just uses the facilities, like the pools yeah. and like which the are like amazing, beautiful resorts. Yeah, it's just like a way to chill. And what is essentially happening is that the Bidens are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for adult daycare. <sighs> like that's the idea. Is like yeah. okay, he's gonna get his dick sucked. He is going to drink. He's going to do drugs instead of having him like scoring it in Skid Row. And like putting us uh, in a potential to like uh, have a scandal here that we can't cover up, just keep him in professional hands. And that's what they've been doing. The Van Wilder of rehab. Yeah, they just created, they made Van (laughs) Wilder real. I'm a a super senior at promises. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. Oh my god. Every re I love the rehabs Hunter goes to. All he's gone to like twenty eight in the past year, and they're all like they're all these bullshit that ones that are like. All right. Um, we give you Percocet, and you learn to overcome your drug addiction, but by doing like Falcon husbandry, <laughs> you learn how to you learn how to like raise your own shrew from the time it's a baby to the time it's an adult, and that'll help you stop smoking crack and like hiring hiring women to have foursomes with you. Um, okay, like okay, so like the the the, vi- the, the video that came out, like the the, the first one that dropped was. <laughs> Like like a day after uh, Joe and Joe wired him twenty grand to continue his rehab, he's in a sensory deprivation tank, smoking crack and stroking his is stroking his big old dick. Drinking white about- claws, <laughs> drinking <Yes>. white claws, <laughs> drinking white claws, and drinking white claws, jacking off and smoking crack in a sensory deprivation tank, which I fucking love because like isn't that sort of the opposite of a sensory deprivation? Yeah, tank? He is, he's he is amplifying, he's amplifying all he's his amplifying senses. The fuck out of them. They are not getting <laughs> deprived. I and apparently say- it's just they're giving him a place that he can just kind of chill. Did you see the video of him going naked down a water slide into a mm-hmm. pool? That was I mean, awesome. Who, who has a better life than Hunter Biden? Well, it's like he has the same, he has the same like internal like friction as like Don Jr. or Eric, right? Right. Exactly. Precisely. Right. The same insecurity of like, oh my god, I'm never going to be my own man. Like, I'm not good at anything. Yep. I'm just like this f- fuck up. This like this symbol of surplus and inefficiency. Yep. But whereas Don Jr. And Eric solve that by like killing an elephant. Exactly. Hunter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, oh, why oh, do you like? Why is why you, oh, you Democrat? Why do you think Hunter is better than Don Jr.? Because Hunter has never and would never kill an endangered species. He would never do that. He would he's, never do this, that. It's not like he's doing commendable things, but it, he's harming far less. He's doing less damage to the world than when these coked up monsters who go to fucking Kenya and kill graceful beings like fucking elephants that are worth more than a thousand of these fucking people. And and Hunter would never do that. No, he would just he would just record himself demanding that the escort he hired state on camera that he hasn't abused her. <laughs> That is such Dan Quinn shit. As long as I have a video saying everything is okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he is rich Dan Quinn. I mean, yeah, like, look, look, I mean, obviously, yes, am I jealous of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to quit drugs by keeping doing them and getting my dick sucked in a (laughs) sensory deprivation tank? Yes. But yes, he is a rotten, evil guy. Awful. (laughs) He's terrible. He's terrible. But like yeah, like uh, it, it just um, also in one of the leaked like one of the leaked texts, he refers to Jill, his stepmother, as a vile cunt. <laughs> Jesus Damn, bro! Christ. <laughs> God, not getting over the stepmom hatred. Fuck. Yeah, I love how he's like a fifty-seven-year-old man, and he's like, yep. "I need to smoke crack this weekend." My stepmom's being a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were born honestly. He should. Disease. He should fuck her. <laughs> he should, yeah. That is I mean, the like, final it, boss, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Hunter's gotta fuck Jill in the second second term. Hunter fucks That's Jill. What, okay. Uh, Brandon, oh yeah, Brandon, Brandon <laughs> should promise that. Brandon should tease yes. it like it's the boys or something and be like, yes. oh, we have some really exciting storylines for term two. Yeah, no, There's you should tease that. Like, between- Hunter that is like, starting to look remember- at Jill. Yeah. Come on, tune in <laughs> next season. She's yeah. stuck in the she's stuck in the Lincoln bedroom washing machine, Hunter. You gotta get her out. <laughs> um, 
but okay, you remember remember like on the uh, the original leaks when it was like the the laptop shit and like all of his Google searches were yeah. like uh, were like uh, m- boobs and like no, it was like what I, what I loved <laughs> yeah. about that is like you could tell like you know this is something fellas I think we can all relate to this of just like the escalating frenzy of being horny of like how yep. <laughs> how baroque your search terms gets where it starts off as like girls boobs milf crackhead milf <laughs> crack milf. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's um st- uh, uh, stepmother who's the stepmother who's the first lady. Very niche, very niche porn category is uh yeah the the, the stepmother who is um the first lady of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> and Jill, she's hot. <laughs> she's no. and she's Jill's stuck crazy. under that coffee table. Jill Jill wears Jill wears some of the worst fits of all time. Like a Jill fit, God, yeah. a Jill fit is like a a green blazer with peaked lapels and a weirdly long skirt that has the pattern of like an Italian uh, dining table cloth. That's okay. Jill. Like, I know the nines. But she's I know hot. you guys saw. I know you guys saw Jill at the the Latin yes. X inclusion lunch. The zoom out on that video where it's like eight people in the audience. The only people clapping are on the dais. She found all uh, the Latinos in America who use Latin X. <laughs> every one of them is in one room. Yeah. Oh god. There's to be a designated Latin X user. It's the veepening, man. We are in the veepening. The Veep is 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 IRL now. Yeah, you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me Jill Biden it, like her, her, she's being wasted at the Latinx luncheon. She, she needs to be. At the, yeah, she needs she's to be getting fire. She, she needs to be getting lunched on by her crackhead stepson. Well, they should get Eric Kripke. They should get Eric Kripke, the showrunner of The Boys, to be like, "Do you want to do something for this country?" Like he's the new version of Kubrick directing the moon landing. And it's like, we need you to make a teaser for Biden 2025 through 2029. And it's like, it's like, uh, it's Joe looking at temporary compound V like a green vial. So he's able to like, uh, able to stay alive to issue signing statements that affirm that like guns are bad. Um, it's, it's yeah. Jill and, uh, Jill and Hunter eyeing each other from across the Lincoln bedroom. Just all these storylines. This is the oh, FX yeah. presidency. It is. We're getting. And d- yeah, Joe's- because Bungler, that was HBO. Mm-hmm. It's not TV. It's HBO. Now we're at FX. This is FX slash Amazon Prime Video. And this is the anti-hero presidency. Brandon is the anti-hero because yes. he is literally um, at 33% approval. <laughs> yeah, he is the hero. <laughs> <villain. laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm speaking about 50 points. He is 50 points underwater with the youngest voters. Yeah, it's mm. it is unprecedented. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys brought that up. I have the New York Times article about this that I came out today. It says uh, most Democrats don't want Biden in 2024. Yeah, new <laughs> with the country gripped by a pervasive sense of pessimism. The president is hemorrhaging support. President Biden is facing an alarming level of doubt from inside his own party. With 64% of Democratic voters saying they would prefer a new standard bearer in the 2024 presidential campaign, according to a New York Times Siena College poll, as voters nationwide have soured on his leadership, giving him a meager 33% job approval rating. To which, to which the response to that by Dan Pfeiffer was, uh, if you look closely at the poll, um, Trump actually has a lower approval rating. <laughs> Where it's yeah. like, okay, 
Okay, like this is a good strategy. Just like um, okay, look, they're, they're going to make sure that Trump is a Republican nominee again. Yeah, and count on the fact that he's so unpopular that he'll be more unpopular than Biden. When has it ever failed? <laughs> it is astounding. They have only one move. They only have ever had one move. They've always gotten what they wanted, and what they wanted got us this. And now they're saying they can get us out. Well, that's what, the exact same thing. That's what, like all the people that are so fucking angry now, and they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like all the people who are like, how is it fucking possible? that the Democrats had 50 years to prepare for Roe v. Wade being overturned and they got nothing. They got no, like they got nothing in like break and break glass in case of emergency. And the answer these people had is like, they did have a plan and it was Hillary winning the 2016 election, Yep, which is hilarious if that's your plan. But if that's true, then like, I don't know. She should have won the fucking election. <laughs> should have been a better candidate. Shouldn't yeah. have felt it be her in the first place. Should have recognized her deficiencies, which were on display. The fact that she fumbled the ball against Obama should have told everyone she sh- can never be the nominee. Like they went with just like, wow, Hillary is, you know, she's got a big, uh, uh, she's got a lot of shooters basically in the Democratic Party. I don't want them against me. So I have to buy her off. Uh, not recognizing that by like, that means she's getting guaranteed in exchange for her cooperation. Uh, she's going to guarantee the nomination. She was already guaranteed the nomination and Barack Obama came out of nowhere and slapped the ball out of her hand. She cannot win. And they let it happen. Uh, to the issue about Trump, though, it's this year. Uh, one glimmer of good news for Mr. Biden is that the survey showed him with a narrow edge in a hypothetical rematch. I, you know what? I like those odds. I love what these people don't. These people say this election is literally the future of democracy, right? Like if we if the Democrats lose the next election, it's the end of American democracy. And they're saying, yeah, 51 percent. Let's go in there with that right now. Let's commit Joe Biden. Now, who knows what's going to happen between now and Election Day? You're not going to get better than this narrow lead. And you're gonna fuck. You're you're confident going in with that with this is, American <laughs> democracy on the line. Madness. Yeah, the glimmer of good news is that in a hypothetical rematch with 20, 2024 with former President Donald Trump, forty four percent to forty one percent. The result is a reminder of one of Mister Biden's favorite aphorisms: "Don't compare me to the Almighty. Compare me to the alternative." Like uh, the see, only this is thing what- the Democrats <laughs> have had to run on for the last thirty fucking years, and look where it got them. Well, that, that they is, already lost this campaign. That is why Biden is the anti-hero president. He's William yes. H. Macy and shameless. He's yes. like that. He's like, I know I'm a piece of shit. I'm a bastard. I'm a bad guy, but um, I'm your hero because the party won't let, let you vote for literally anyone else. It's nope. just me. It's and just if me. I die, it's Kamala. Good luck. And, okay. So this is where I honestly feel like. I have said that I think that if J.B. Prisker really goes for it, he could get the nomination. But like, I, I don't know if he. Uh, the question is whether he will really go for it. But if he is not able to do that, if the party can't re- like recognize its short-term interest means getting rid of Biden and coordinating to dump him, and they can't get behind him, then there it's it's a fatally compromised institution even on its own terms, and it will not be able to perpetuate itself. It's done for. But JB is really the last hope these people have. I honestly think that they need him or the it's like, yeah, we produce an unviable option and you cannot change it. It's Biden or it's Kamala. We have no mechanism to enforce anything else. I think the only person who could disrupt that uh, equation is somebody who can buy off the fucking uh, buy off the minions. 
because they're the ones who are going to defend Biden against any outside charge because they're greedy little pigs who want to keep their position in the trough. The only argument I can think of for Kamala by, you know, people who support her by the Democratic Party would be, hey, you want to see what it looks like, right? Yeah, I am kind of. I mean, <laughs> I she's the only argument. I really I do. Her, I really her, yeah. she's I so do, much, you know? Like, obviously, Biden is hilarious. Like, this old man, like, the way they keep him uh, bu- uh, bundled up, and then they come out for a few incoherent words, and he's just staring. It's very funny. Kamala, every time she opens her mouth, she has something is- that is just... A diamond of pure hilarity. Kamala at this She's point is so so funny. She is so, she is at almost at Trump levels of how funny yes. it is every time she gets on camera. Did you see? Just, did you see the it's thing like about she's on a like, bet with herself to like not say something for as long as she can? <laughs> she like, has done. She has done more to change the understanding of an American English sentence structure than any linguist in history. It is like it's an insult to call it circular sentences. They're amazing. <laughs> like they they somehow their sentences will be a subject sentences. You know what they yeah. are? They're not. They're non-Euclidean sentences. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, did you see your response to like, I was like, Jonathan Martin was interviewing here and he said, um, do you think the Democrats made a mistake not codifying Roe v. Wade at, like over the last 50 years? And she was just like, you know, honestly, I think, you know, honestly, uh, you know, we regarded the issue as settled. And like, like that, that was, I mean, like, and she's telling the truth. They just like, they were like, okay, the Democrats are like, yeah, abortion is settled. That's what we believe. And that's why we're not going to do anything about it because yeah, it's settled. And you know, we believe that. So no one's going to, no one's going to just, no one would assume it's not settled. The typical, like Kamala is such a genius because she lies about exactly the wrong things. She tells the truth. She tells the truth when she is just frankly admitting that the Democratic Party is cynically cynical and incompetent. She will directly tell you that. But then yeah. like lies about having any plan, any idea, like just the uniquely uninspiring. And the typical Kamala sentence, at least in the past six months, I don't she wasn't always like this. I don't know what's happened in six months. Maybe she is just truly isolated and doesn't talk to people unless she's interviewed. That may be the case. But it, it will be it will be something like um you know, do you think that what do you think uh, Democrats have to do to avoid, you know, historic losses in the midterms? And she'll say something like, you know, in order to in order to get people to vote for us, we've got to be the people that we, we would uh, want to be voted for. <laughs> what Kamala, what, what are the plan? Are you are you and Brandon planning to use like executive action to protect uh, contraceptives and uh, and reproductive uh, freedoms? You know. The thing with uh, the thing with uh, the executive orders is that um, when it comes to doing them, the most important thing is that you know that they're done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, my joke about Kamala and like all of her latest uh, interviews and news appearances is, uh, don't worry, women of America. There's still at least one person who's getting their pills through the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, remember uh, when they asked her, speaking to her, how she will like lie about the wrong things, uh, uh, when they asked her about, hey, you were really critical of Joe Biden's stance on segregation when you were running against him for president, but uh, now you're his VP. Uh, is there, how are you dealing with that? You know, and the critique. And she just goes, it was a debate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you expect out of me? <laughs> I'm just trying to win over here. 
Yeah, the thing she she's it's almost like she's giving you a riddle. She's like, I will tell the truth uh, in that I will say that I lie about everything. <laughs> you have to find you have to find like an identical Kamala who always, yeah, like, I guess, like <laughs> tells if like he, lies about telling the truth, and then and then you can get like a signing statement. I guess I don't know. If, it's uh, <laughs> if Yon Traveler if Yon Traveler wants abortion rights for thee, they must answer these questions three. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got I've got an identical sister who always lies. <laughs> so kamala has this line that she repeats in a lot of speeches that clearly she's proud of and thinks of as going to be her signature line and she's talking about what we need to do to you know reach our potential as a country or whatever she says we must have the courage to see what can be unburdened by what has been fire and she just like she thinks that's like a bobby kennedy style like moment and it's like i'm trying to diagram this sentence and it doesn't make any sense no yeah it is it is the verbal equivalent of an optical illusion yes it's it's like a escher print yes it's like how did you say a sentence that's a beautiful young woman and an old woman at the same time (laughs) (laughs) you're amazing kamala is this is this kamala harris statement a dog or a duck (laughs) yeah yeah I do, yeah. Honestly, I think we've talked ourselves into it. Uh, Run her. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, I, Dude, let's I, fuck I, it. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Let's see how yeah. nutty it, we can get with this shit. It would be. It would be. It would, I mean, it would be awesome. It would be. It would be incredible. It would be incredible because say, she's. Yeah, she's killing the game right now. Can you imagine anything funnier than Ron DeSantis losing to her? Oh my god! <laughs> fuck. Like they find like children in his basement, like the day before the election or something. It would have like to there's be something some sort like of that. like crazy intervention, act of God type deal. It would have to be something like that. It would have to be something like ridiculous. It would like something like, we've uh, never seen before. Like a fucking comet takes out like uh, about 200 electoral votes worth of like Republican territory or something. It would have to be a comet that no one saw coming in conjunction with like a video of him like raping a child. Yes. Yeah. That, just, it would have like, to be both those yeah. things. The day yeah, Russ the Call finds his VHS uh in the in the safe at the governor's mansion and broadcasts it right before the election. And he still only loses by like three popular vote points. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like twenty electoral points. Uh, just another, uh, just one more thing in the New York Times article here. Uh, which going down, it says uh, John Waldron, a 69-year-old registered Republican and retired machinist in Schenectady, New York, voted for Mr. Biden in 2020. Today, he said he regrets it and plans to vote Republican in 2024. I thought he was going to do something for this country, but now he's doing nothing, Mr. Waldron said. Like others, he expressed worries about Mr. Biden's age and verbal flubs. On Friday, a clip of Mr. Biden at an event announcing an executive order on abortion went viral when he stumbled into saying, terminate the pregnancy, sorry, terminate the presidency instead of pregnancy, for instance. You ever see him on TV, Mr. Waldron said, comparing the president to zombies? That's what he looks like. It's about, it sounds about right. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, are our, 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 our Democrat, are our, our Biden people, like, are they even trying to claim that he's not senile anymore? Well, there was just no, an article I mean, you in the New York Times the where they thing. kind of admitted. Did you see that, guys? Yeah. I don't know what was that. There's just, a, there's just a Times article that was like claimed dozens of sources in the administration. So these are Biden people who are 
who are being frank to like set to to admit that there is like some recognition that there is a decline like they're actually acknowledging decline there's but the way that they're phrasing it is they're admitting physical decline to deny that there's been any cognitive decline you know but that still is admitting a lot because hey the presidency is a strenuous job maybe it shouldn't be to somebody who isn't physically up for it that's still like even beyond him being senile that is a real criticism they're willing to admit that now from the inside which means well, that it's like they're they're responding it's just a question of like uh is this a negotiated surrender or what's going on are they going to fight to the death on this i don't know i mean that I mean, does like, make me think negotiated surrender that it will be like they'll be like okay fine we'll like give it up to like uh, i don't know gruesome gavin or jb but it has to be because like oh his health was bad not that he's his gonna brain have is to pudding. resign yeah. due to health concerns it's gonna exactly. have to come down to that well i mean like in terms of like a physical decline for a guy his age he's pretty spry physically like you know the clip of him falling off that bike everyone laughed at but i mean he was riding a bike I mean, Trump, yeah. can't, Trump, Trump couldn't ride. A, probably never even learned how to ride Imagine a bike. Imagine be able to, to get on of one now. Trump <laughs> riding like a fucking Schwinn, like <laughs> poured into Lycra. <laughs> like he's he's got like a bunch of uh, Livestrong bracelets on, and he's he's yeah, on no. a bike. I don't think he could. I don't think he could ride a bicycle. I don't it's think he's pretty hard how. to think of. <laughs> <laughs> finishing a bike race and they give him one of those uh sort of like the uh the like uh what is it like the the, the shiny blankets that they give people after like running a marathon and he just looks like a chipotle <laughs> burrito as it's being slowly unwrapped <laughs> that but that that is the eerie thing about biden like to most other people in his, his age and his mental condition falling off the bicycle would shatter them into a billion little it's pieces true yeah he was okay he was fine he's sturdy yeah but the thing is, like, if it's cognitive decline, well, then that indicts the whole thing. You know, it, it, it undermines their legitimacy because it all flows from him being like the executive, you know, the guy that we elected to do something. We're acting like that means something, even though he's obviously being led around by led around by his advisors. And by the way, he's like the fifth president who wasn't actually making decisions that we've had. It's not like this is unusual. Yeah, no. Ronald Reagan by the second term, no, no, yeah. no question. Uh, uh, Edith Wilson ran the country basically at the end of Wilson's second term. Yeah, I've, no, no, I've no, just no. never seen one start this quickly. Well, yeah, no, this was from the jump, and everyone knew yeah. that Obama held back as long as he did from making people consolidate around Biden because he was hoping someone else would catch fire. He was hoping one of those fucking goofs would be able to fucking uh, step up to the moment, but none of them could because the party has lost its ability to create new versions of uh of you know an appealing electoral symbol the party the, the the mummified corpse of the party itself was the only thing that people could agree on and that's and when that became apparent they all reluctantly obama reluctantly got him around him because and they all knew they knew since before this that's why they talked him out of running in 2016 yeah well um does anyone know how to make one of those homemade shotguns? <laughs> <laughs> I know I would fuck it up. That's for sure. That's way it's too tough. Yeah, it's tough. There is a reason God did not make me a Japanese guy. Exactly. And <laughs> I like, not have the, the abilities. Mission was apparently electrical because there was a battery involved. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck that. I'm not going to figure that out. That's just yeah, out yeah. of here. 
the second you start adding your own electrical source, it's like, okay, we're done here. Not happening. No thanks. Like if it yeah. could maybe be like a crossbow or something, just something with a projectile, <laughs> yeah. I could maybe do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not building anything beyond those IKEA tables where you just screw the screw the legs in. And I don't think you can kill a president <laughs> that way. Not even an ex-president or PM. I mean, you have to be really good at tabletopping. Uh, what what if you just assigned Biden the task of constructing a piece of IKEA furniture? I could imagine him Biden <laughs> doing that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, um, I I was skeptical on JB doing what Matt said he'll do, but now it just like it seems like he has to. You know, someone has it's, to it's do like, it. It's like it's, thing it's is, now or never, buddy. If you don't have an independent. Uh, monetary base for a, a push you can't do it it's the only way you can do it but it's also like the proof is in the pudding if you do it if you recognize what time and place it is it's like okay then you're you're able to win you're able to win and you're able to find a way to implement at least some of your vision that allows you to like maintain some of your base if you do not see the opening you were never the guy and you were never going to be one thing that he has to worry about is having his shot kind of cock blocked by Gavin gruesome Gavin Newsom. Yeah, he could kind of complicate things because he can't compete with JB money wise, but he can still tap on a significant donor base. I mean, California is you know it's a fucking gold mine for these people. Uh, so he has that. He has the national network. I mean, he's doing ads. He's doing troll ads in Florida. Uh, uh, but like he could complicate things and make it a little more difficult. Ideally, JB would be able to like kind of uh, tamp him down early by flooding the zone. He's got to spend money. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Gruesome Gavin is his most interesting rival, and I think Gruesome Gavin has the least play outside of his home field. Absolutely, he does not play national. Yeah, uh, it's like there's I mean, certain Gru Gruesome Gavin and like JB are like. I mean, like you cannot have people like two, two, two just personages, two characters that are more diametrically opposite to one another, just in terms of the way they look alone. Oh my God, they are the Laurel and Hardy of the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, if, well, maybe if, they should uh, team up. Maybe that should be the Laurel ticket. Like, ah. the, like a totally like glassy-eyed psychopath. You know, that's the thing. It's like JB has the has sort of a jolly glimmer to him, whereas fucking uh, Newsom is is a chilling person just like eyes blank like shark eyes with the fucking haircut my god he's got to get married though he's got to get married can't be single he does have to get married already okay he's okay. married to jennifer siebel wait is he not married any? Is he, is i thought he, he was married? married to jennifer to jennifer siebel okay ditch I don't her know who that is Ditch her. Uh, I know he divorced Gilfoyle. I don't know. He probably did marry again pretty quickly. I don't remember. No, he's though. like he's okay. married to that to that well, that Jennifer lady. I wasn't aware of that. He should ditch her. Kamala should ditch Doug. Newsom and Kamala should get married. Yes, okay. dynastic marriage. Yep. Man. Yep. The I cannot wait for the the Doug book one day. What an interesting story! <laughs> that's like oh, that that's is just like that, that, that is like he won. It's like a stick. Lannister move. I it's I consider it more like I don't know. It was like he was the best at bundling in like Beverly Hills, and they're like, guess what you get to do, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> you get to loan your family to Kamala. And he was that's like, absolutely oh boy. what happened. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
one hundred. They absolutely just rented this oaf, and he's thrilled. He loves. He's, he's having a great time. Yeah, oh. I got to meet so many interesting people. Yeah, he's like when he married Kamala. When they like gave him the assignment, he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna meet Paul Pagala." And now, and <laughs> he's gonna my be at my fake wedding. No talent, dud of a daughter gets a fashion career, so I don't have to pay for her to live. In uh, Bushwick, she can make her own money now because people yeah. are buying her like decorative doily, whatever, like cod pieces or whatever the hell she makes to dress like the- Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> if you were like 25 and your like 62 year old dad got married again to like a 57 year old, would you be like, oh, that's my mom? <laughs> I, I don't think I would, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, good for that Doug. would be a tough one for me to swallow, I think. Tough sell. Good for Doug, though. Doug Doug is the real winner in all of this, isn't he? <laughs> Doug is just happy to be here. He really is. He seems delighted. Yeah, so that, that really does make, uh, that makes Doug uh, goals. Doug is goals. I think, I think Doug, just like, I think he's just, like you said, like, he's the best at bundling. So, like, now he gets to be, um, he gets to be the stud that gets slutted out by every Democratic woman who, yeah. who needs, who needs, who needs him. And not slutted out in like a sexual sense, but just slutted out in a spiritual one. <laughs> oh, he is spiritually slutted, slutted from <laughs> windows to the floor. I think I think Doug would have a better shot against like uh, DeSantis or Trump than Kamala would. <laughs> so good natured <laughs> Jewish man. Doug He's more uh, like he has a he has a natural amiability. Yeah, Doug Emhoff. Doug Emhoff getting slutted out. I've taken twenty. I've taken twenty luncheons to the face, and I still haven't met met, met Paul Begala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. But yeah, man, he he was like, you can rent my family as long as I can meet my hero, Tony Quelo. <laughs> what a life! All right, I think we should uh, uh, wrap it up there for the show. Once again, uh, just w- wishing be- wishing the best. To uh, the spirit of Shinzo, it was um, you know he uh, returns to the realm of ghosts and wind. Yes, may he come back in the form of a wily fox creature. He has already been resurrected into an anime. He's now living. He's now in an anime reality. We are getting word that Shinzo. We are getting word that Shinzo Abe has resurrected too many times, and now dragon rot is spreading throughout Japan. <laughs> I can Sekiro. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.